Hello and welcome into another episode of the Esports Network podcast in partnership with Reuters. As always, I'm your host, Mitch Reams, and today we're talking to Mark Boyd. He's the founder of Gravity Road. Mark, welcome to the show. Hi, Mitch. I'm excited to have you on. Gravity Road is a cutting-edge creative group that uses advertising, entertainment, and tech to create some truly awesome brand work with cultural impact. Recently, Gravity Road launched a new marketing practice focused specifically on esports and gaming. The company was already in this space, working as a strategic advisor to the League of Legends MasterCard partnership, one of the true flagship brand deals of the last few years in esports, really by any metric you wanted to choose. Gravity Road is a part of you and Mr. Jones, a leading brand tech group. In coordination with the announcement of the new marketing practice, they also announced an investment in gaming VC fund Griffin Gaming Partners. I talked with Mark for an Adweek article a few weeks ago to announce the new marketing practice, and I enjoyed the conversation so much that I had to have him on the show. So, Mark, I think the first question, when it comes to the new practice, why was now the perfect time? Thanks, Rich. Uh, why is now the, the perfect time? Um, I, I, it's, these things are, are, are always about timing, isn't it? I, I think we were feeling um, there was just such a momentum coming from clients is, 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 is one part of it. So I think uh, we could see the kind of client-side um, demand. I think, you know, 2020 was, uh, I think, particularly with the kind of extraordinary conditions in that year and people being at home just saw a kind of a a, a sort of tipping point in uh, gaming consumption. The amount of of gaming, the amount of playtime that uh, um, people were kind of involved in. So I I think that was kind of important. But... I, I think fundamentally, we just saw a shift from uh, gaming becoming uh, being a subculture into culture uh, itself more generally. I, I'm fascinated by uh, the amount of um, whether well, it's kind of crossover into the aesthetic of gaming coming into fashion, uh, similarly into sports, the amount of talent from those areas investing in the gaming space, it really kind of crossed over. And I think particularly uh, young adult culture, but culture more generally, is, is so infused by, uh, um, informed by gaming at the moment. Um, it was the right thing for a kind of culture, energetic, creative business to to, to be in. And, and you know, final trigger points were... were some uh, wins on um, clients in the in the gaming space, particularly um, developer brands. We just wanted to uh, wanted to get involved. I, I also think, as, as you can see, that kind of tipping point and the market maturing. Uh, our point of view always with marketing is 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 it's not a, an overly uh, complex uh, proposition. It's the clues in the title is about markets and that's about understanding people. And although gaming is new and exciting and we're bringing in, we brought in some really interesting people and team to work on that, et cetera, et cetera. The, the fundamentals are still the same. And what we were getting pushed on by, uh, both clients outside gaming that wanted to be involved in in that kind of space some of the sort of bigger uh us brands and international brands but also by businesses in the gaming space is they wanted to see some of that kind of best practice and and uh, uh the kind of disciplines of marketing and communication brought to to gaming and that it's not a 
it's not a kind of dark art. Uh, um, <laughs> and, you know, feedback we were getting was there was a bit of, there's a bit of smoke and mirrors around this. And, um, you know, uh, uh, some of the fundamentals marketing, you know, are, are just as relevant there. So, uh, you know, all of those things coming together, uh, um, you know, just got, you know, made us, uh, made us very excited about it. Absolutely. You mentioned the convergence of culture with gaming, and it's truly remarkable when you think about what really are the pillars of culture and entertainment. You have the music world, you have uh, the film and TV world, you have fashion, you have sport, uh, you have all these different things. And there are myriad of examples for every single one of those and what they've done in gaming over the last year, Travis Scott in Fortnite, Marshmallow in Fortnite, uh, Avengers in Fortnite from the film and TV world, Terminator, I believe. Yeah, it's all Epic Games in Fortnite. Uh, but then you also have Louis Vuitton in League of Legends. Mm. You have uh, Take Your Pick for sports athletes playing video games. I just saw an uh, NFL player trying to figure out who the best Warzone player is and Warzone people lining up to, to play with him. And uh, the amount of it, it, it all seems to run through gaming and it feels like that only started happening maybe three, four, five years ago. You know, soundtracks were always a huge part of video games. So that was a thing. And there were some brand deals here and there uh, surrounding the gaming world. But it feels like a light switch went off. Is that your feeling about it, too? What was a, a moment where you started to see, OK, the floodgates are opening and brands and everybody else is figuring out a gaming strategy? Yeah, I, it, it's interesting. You you. You mentioned some of those consumer brands and, and you know musicians and and, and the Fortnite uh, work has been uh, obviously been sort of pretty totemic and, and and has got everybody excited about it. I I think it's particularly interesting when you see uh, brands like uh, Louis Vuitton um, and uh, LVMH getting involved. Um, you're seeing financial services and and banks and 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 uh, and and the automobile category, when they're moving there at scale, uh, it, it's clear something's going going on. But th this crossover has been happening for a while. You know, you look at you know senior Netflix execs joining Riot uh, and things like that. It's not just um, th these are not this convergence is 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 more than skin deep. Uh, 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 this is a sort of significant shift, and. Uh, I think what's kind of important to realize is it's not just about people coming to, coming to gaming. I think my point about the aesthetic of gaming, the visual look and feel and sounds and, and, and the user interface, all that kind of the UX, all that kind of stuff comes to is coming to the fore in culture more generally. And I think that's what's uh, uh, that's what's kind of interesting. So is, is there a tipping point? I mean, I think we'll kind of reflect the conditions of 2020, you know, as with everything else, just drove a kind of digital acceleration. And um, I think it, uh, I think it, 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 you know, 2020 will be a kind of significant uh, move in terms of the marketing services industry's appreciation of, of, uh, of, of gaming. And maybe somebody joked to me the other day that it was actually quite often people in marketing services who've been at home and seen their um, young, uh, or I've seen their teenage uh, children playing gaming. But I think, I, actually, I think with that, that actually, uh, those kind of statements actually frustrate me because that belies a sort of prejudice about gaming that, that is just teenagers that do it. And I think that's yeah. 
also the marketing industry's kind of wake up and realization. You look at you know, the average streamer is is, uh, is is 34 just now. Um, you know, sure, lots of people have got into gaming when they're teenage teenagers, but but actually, you know, that market has has matured, and all those people have, have are, are kind of older. So. Uh, it's a really healthy, robust, growing, growing category. That and, doesn't uh, mean. Uh, sorry. Sorry. What? 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 Quick point on that. It, people just aren't growing out of it anymore no, exactly. in the way yeah. that it that it used to happen. You know, I I grew up around. I'm 26, and I grew up around video games my whole life, and I have no intention to ever stop. And that's true of people who are five, ten years older than me as well. It, it used to be a thing where my dad was amazing at Miss Pac-Man. But he stopped playing when he yeah. turned twenty three. You know, like they just it didn't didn't have the hold that it gaming does now, and people just aren't aging out like they used to. No, I no, it's a, a really important point, and I think that's part of uh, uh, cultural maturity in, in, in this kind of area. Is, is the other thing you're seeing is, you know, much like film, you're seeing franchises uh, 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 being reimagined as well for new audiences. So just as you suspect there might be people uh, are, are, are thinking there's you know there's a, you can you can reach people through nostalgia and uh, you know that whole kind of retro thing because uh, the games are getting better and better and platforms are getting better and better. There's more to offer people, so I, I think it's a really good point. People aren't falling out the other end as, as you might expect in other areas. Uh, they're they're also doing a good job of grabbing people who did age out or fall out. The Nintendo Switch, in particular, was huge uh, for that adoption. People who hadn't played video games in ten years were buying the Switch, and this is also in turn with the pandemic. And it's like, oh, I I remember playing Animal Crossing. I'll get back yeah. onto that with New Horizons, or oh, yeah, Mario yeah, yeah. Kart's still really fun, or wow, this is this is what Legend of Zelda looks like these days. This is crazy. And so there's uh, bringing back new people and then yeah. not losing people like it like the video game world used to well yeah but i think the the other fundamentally different thing is that gaming has become social as well so i'm i'm doing the uh, we're doing this podcast as the gravity road discord channel will be blazing as everybody's playing on that they're playing on that because particularly at the moment nobody's going to uh, nobody's out, out and about, but lots of people in the team are enjoying uh, playing together, uh, uh, playing games together and being able to chat around that. So, uh, again, it's, the, it's one of the really um, exciting things about gaming. It is a, it's a fundamentally social thing, and that's often what brands need as part of that experience is, is to make connections between people, and, and gaming is doing that in space just now. It, it certainly is, and it's actually, in some ways, better at facilitating connections. You know, a lot of a lot of talk is, oh, okay, well, this is how people are replacing the socialization via the pandemic. But I'm finding that gaming is actually creating connections that weren't existing even prior to the pandemic. So, uh, yeah. especially Among Us and the the yeah. growth of Among Us, I was playing with. Uh, my girlfriend's older brother and my college friends and some people I met in Las Vegas and then my brother and some of his friends and this entire group was coming together, a group that generally wouldn't have anything to talk about that was all playing Among Us together and was developing friendships through yeah. a video game and they would never have been in the same circle. They just had some, you know, a, a degree of separation and it all connected around Among Us. It's so, so it's so interesting, isn't it? You know, and those those are moments that that you know we're, we're 
post Super Bowl, uh, um, I mean that's a slightly different thing. It's one big heroic moment, but brands are, are, you know, always keen to create these sort of sociable moments where people come together, uh, 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 and you're creating um, intimacy and good times and communication, all those, all that good stuff. And uh, gaming is just a new way of of of, uh, of doing that. And and because of the numbers involved, because of the scale of it, this is this is a way for brands to get uh, global reach. And I think that's one of the other things. You know, you look at franchises like League as well, big global brands. Um, you know, Louis Vuitton, Mastercard, all those kind of people. This is a. a, a, a a platform where you can reach a lot of people uh, all at once, and there, and there aren't many of those kind of global platforms around. You know, if you think in in sport, you begin to look at um, if you want to reach many countries, you're looking at something like you know F1 or the Olympics, really, or the tennis, or or, or something like that. And um, here's actually a, a platform with greater frequency and um, more opportunities to reach people so it, it, it is it, it, it it's super exciting yeah you, you see that with brands like nike is one great example where they want to connect with the chinese audience and they want to do that through sport well what's the best way to do that you can do the nba which is incredibly popular in china but you also can partner with league of legends uh, uh, with riot games based out in la and owned by tencent which as a massive foothold in that region in a way that the NFL will never have global soccer, of course, is popular almost everywhere in the world. But it, it the kind of value yeah. of these gaming entities, especially in some of the regions where brands really desperately want to increase their foothold, is pretty remarkable. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. The, the Nike, you know, when I, I reflect on moments, I mean, I think even seeing that Nike ad in China was extraordinary. So we're you know we're pretty familiar with a, a, a Nike aesthetic in in advertising and in their their marketing and and the kind of athletes and and people that they choose and um, that you know the the I, I, forgive me anybody if this is wrong I think this is uh, no I'm not going to name, name the agency but because uh, I'm is one of two and I might get it wrong but but the the Nike ad in China was was extraordinary where. You know their new apparel range is um, showcased by particular esports stars out there, and uh, and and the those people, those athletes, uh, are, are obviously different to the athletes you kind of expect Nike normally to work with, um, and uh, you know it looked and felt very different, but it was tremendously exciting to see. You know, esports up on 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 that on that par, and um, you know, I, I think when I look back at moment, seeing Nike featuring esports stars in a lead bit of creative is is it was really exciting. Absolutely agree. Uh, are you talking about the camp next level um, yeah. from the summer? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Widen and Kennedy Shanghai. I was uh, go- just... I was going to say Widen and Kennedy. I just didn't want to say say it in case it was RGA. But yeah, no, absolutely. I thought it was great, uh, great bit of work. It felt really fresh and and exciting. It's moments like that that you go, uh, you know, this thought about no longer being a subculture but being culture itself. You know, it it's very hard to target 
particular groups outside outside gaming just now. And brands have an impact as well on turning that into culture. Nike, especially in a lot of the, you mentioned the automobile category, uh, when brands like Mercedes or BMW start putting their weight behind uh, your entity, your your league in, in this case, where that's going to, it's a mark of, hey, we've arrived in culture and we have an important audience that these brands want to reach. These brands that are seen as cool, that a lot of their market value is because hey we're a cool brand like we connect well with the audience and we're going to support this and in turn that's going to pay dividends back uh to our brand and if you're if you're an esports organization like a cloud nine you get to drive your players in on bmws and then they're wearing new custom puma shoes that's cool that's like that's that's good brands play a role in uh, kind of reinforcing where esports is right now yeah, I mean, you, 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 those are brands that we all recognize and have admired and, and have particular values and equity that they've, they've built up uh, over time. If you're an esports athlete and have been used to seeing, you know, Formula One racers or NASCAR racers, you know, bedecked with logos and, uh, and things like that, do you want to, you know, I, I think you're interested to see kind of a similar kind of respect given to you and 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 shown. I, I, I also think the other things. So your your there are brand attributes there and a brand equity that you can borrow and and, uh, and and leverage. I think that's kind of really important. I think the second thing that's interesting is that particularly when these worlds are developed in 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 game engine game engines, it's brands that you recognise from the real world that can. Yeah. Um, actually give the experience um, depth and make it feel more kind of hyper real actually so the kind of crossover of those, those those things is 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 really valuable and of course brands have some significant marketing muscle to bring as well so where they can point customers or, or they're going to commit a certain amount of marketing spend behind the kind of project that can that can really uh, that can really help as well. But I, I mean, what we we hope, what we're seeing is that mature, sophisticated businesses, whether it's brands outside gaming who want to come in, or you know, it's teams and individuals and and, and franchises within esports themselves, that everybody has increasingly these days, people have a lot to bring to the table, and so it's not just uh money but brands may have you know through their earned owned channels uh, and paid channels might have fantastic reach they may have a whole range of other resources that uh, uh, people are interested in and things like that so uh, i think there's there's room for some quite sophisticated partnerships um when people uh, uh, sit down understand what they've got to bring to the table and look at and, and are really aligned on strategically what they want to achieve, then you know that's where uh, the, these kind of partnerships become really quite uh, become really quite exciting. You bring up exactly what I was going to ask you. Thank you for making my job easier by segueing uh, your answer into the next thing I wanted to, to bring up, which was uh, the value of creativity in this space and how brands are finding really new partnerships and new aspects of partnerships where, hey, we want to get into gaming. What can we do in this space that's unique? 
that nobody's ever done before. And we saw that with MasterCard and League of Legends by taking the brand inside the Rift uh, and putting the logo and creating in-game stadium signage inside League of Legends. It's it's breaking barriers. It's doing new things. And as Gravity Roads, one of your chief outputs is creativity. And I feel like there's so much room in the gaming world for creative brand partnerships just because of how relatively new it is and how much opportunity there is across it. Do you see that as well, that there's just a wide field, basically, of untapped opportunities just waiting for the right creative mind to come up with the with the brand partnership? Yes. And I, I would caveat that by saying that I, I also have some concerns. I think there is... Um, uh, I, I think there is some lazy branding work uh, being done. I think there is some badging and bannering, some title sponsorships, which are, are really, I mean, and this was one of the reasons we, we're leaning in so hard, is, is which are really replicating the old sponsorship model uh, in, in gaming, which I don't, don't think does anybody uh, um, good service i think it looks lazy from the brands it looks like they don't understand these consumers and this world and from you know a a fan experience i think it's just become stuff and clutter and actually because this is your you know this is a source of your passion not getting it right i think the cost is potentially the risk for brands is very high so i i i have concerns that there is not enough uh a strategy and be creative being kind of applied to this area so i think that that's really important i think there are fantastic opportunities within game and i think uh, i think that's really exciting in esports there are lots of opportunities uh, around the events themselves uh, and i think you know the whole social space and particularly the opportunity in, in sort of building community and delighting people there is is kind of super exciting. So, uh, uh, so yeah, I, I think the I think the bar um, is uh, we we're all still setting the bar. I mean, you mentioned you know uh, uh, the Louis Vuitton um, uh, um, case in in league. You know, I think that's that's. A great standard to to try and hold ourselves to. There's something that was, uh, you know, very bold, hadn't been done before. Adds value, uh, you know, it, it, for for everybody involved, for all stakeholders. It's in that sweet spot in the middle, where it's kind of super smart, and um, uh, you know, everybody wins from that. And I think um, people have just got to be um, have just got to be bold. That that will that will come when. The, as the marketing community is more confident about um, gaming, we have people who say, "I want to dip uh, our, our toes in the water." We've got people who go, "That time has passed. Um, I want to get uh, a disproportionate share of voice or eyeballs or attention, whatever your metric is." Uh, and uh, now is time to be kind of bold. So. Uh, I, I, you, you know, we just see, we just can see more and more examples of that. But my, my hope is that everybody involved will try um, and not just to um, replicate the models of digital advertising or sponsorship, which needed to change themselves. I'll try and be a bit kind of bolder. And I think if 
if partners are prepared to sit down, and certainly that's our, our model, is with um, developers, we're very keen to understand, um, you know, what their interests are and how we can align brands with that. I think if people can sit down and understand what everybody wants out of it, then you're going to get to much more kind of exciting ideas. Right. Showing an understanding of the community, I think, is really just so core to it. And that shows itself through creative partnerships. I, I've been a huge Rocket League player for a long time. And I think for at least two years now, I have been like arguing for the campaign that Ford just announced like two weeks ago, which is let's bring a consumer car into the game. Uh, let's figure out how we can get the billboards activated that exist in the Rocket League stadium because they're just advertising psionics right now. And it's that's the developer of, of Rocket League, people unfamiliar. And it's that's just free white space, basically, that hasn't been utilized. And then Ford took it an extra step further by doing a freestyle competition, which I think is really smart, shows where Rocket League content's at. And I also saw a cut-in where they had a, a unique animation where a Ford truck pulls a refueling for the boost pads around the, the Rocket League map. And that's the kind of smaller creative aspect that shows an understanding of the game title, shows a connection to the community and adds value to it, even when you're a brand like Ford, which isn't necessarily inherently a totally cool brand. It doesn't matter. If you show a connection to the community, the community is going to in turn support that deal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you've probably got a lot of lot of freedom around that as well. So to be able to... Uh, probably you have more freedom in that space spaces forward as you do uh elsewhere so you know get get vertical in it go deep think of all the kind of connections you can have around rocket league and build them out and and i, I think that way you can get to you can get something really exciting I do, I do think that that's kind of important from a marketing perspective is as opposed to just badging stuff you you want to develop a number of kind of touch points with people so you can have a kind of deeper, deeper relationship with them. So uh, I think I think that's the that's the kind of exciting thing. And I think, you know, as our experience always is with great ideas that delight fans, then um, you get so much love back. And, and that's where the you know, that's where the exciting stuff uh, uh, comes from as well. I, I, you know, I think I think being I think being being aware that somebody's customer journey is not I played for uh two minutes i drove the car i saw the billboard i bought for that afternoon um you're playing a you know the, the the customer journey is 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 longer than that but i think you can build a tremendous amount of love very quickly uh um around that and certainly we're seeing the kind of communities we're building in that space um there's there's kind of a, a lot of excitement to to be had i think I do think it speaks to just a challenge for brands in gaming, which is how to get the right kind of access to build bigger ideas. Because ultimately, brands are looking for bigger platform ideas. You know, the ongoing digital fragmentation of media for a long time causes some headaches as well. We're looking for bigger, deeper partnerships. Uh, um, that we can uh, um, build around, and the 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 hard thing about that is because it's not as mature a, 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 an industry in terms of 
advertisers and sponsors and uh, and um, marketing partners. And there isn't necessarily, we find, the right level of resource always on, on the other side. That's why we took the view that actually, as a brand tech group, we needed to be making some strategic investments and will continue to make strategic investments in the gaming space. And that just gives us a, a level of uh, foresight uh, and a sort of uh, uh, a view going forward of what of where the market is going, where the key players are going, what, what's what's coming up. And that allows us to to particularly plan those bigger campaigns, which need more development time because of the nature of gaming. But it also just gives us fantastic access. So we are, um, it is getting us in at um, C-suite level in the gaming business where uh, I don't think brands and uh, and agencies have got that kind of access before. Because really, they're they're often getting uh, um, uh, access when games are already in market. So that 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 that's been really important for us, and I think it just sends certainly feedback I've had is has been really strong. It sends a signal that we're serious about uh, um, uh, gaming, and uh, you know we we've got kind of real intent. So already the kind of conversations that we've been having are leading quite fast to to senior and uh, really quite meaningful partnerships. Yeah, the you and Mr. Jones portfolio, and actually I'd love if you could uh, even expand a little bit more on that, especially with the new partnership with Griffin Gaming Partners, uh, and just that really unique relationship that Gravity Road has where you're basically ground floor creative for all these different companies. And no, I can't, I don't have the entire you and Mr. Jones a portfolio, sure, but they're early investors in uh, Pinterest, in Niantic, I'm just, in Niantic, Niantic, the developers Niantic, of Pokemon yeah. Go. Yeah. And I just realized I'd never heard that actually pronounced out loud and only seen it uh, hmm. written. But uh, what else does that bring that that whole you and Mr. Jones and all the other components of this growing and really cutting edge company? Uh, what, what role is Gravity Road playing within that larger uh, ecosphere? Well, uh, um, it, it, it has been for us a fantastic, a fantastic and fascinating ride. We joined the group about three years ago. So the, the uh, You, Mr. Jones group is a brand tech uh, fund that is looking to build the, a marketing services uh, a group for uh, the future. They have not, uh, you know, are a long way from the old, um, agency model, uh, and they are making um, very smart strategic investments in a whole whole portfolio of businesses around AI. People at the AI Foundation who are doing that sort of fantastic, exciting digital human work. Um, AR companies like uh, Zappa, um, also Niantic, who you mentioned, who we are working with through data. A lot of people-powered marketing and a whole range of other areas that I don't think anybody else is thinking about. But we're pulling into a, a, a solution as a, as a sort of modern marketing services group. And we at Gravity Road sit at the heart of that as a strategic and creative business. And uh, the way we articulate that to uh, clients is, you know, we have access to the most fantastic uh train set toolkit in in town so what it what what that really means is is 
um, you know, on our strategic work, we are using uh, data to get to fantastically fresh insights, which are allowing us to get to very different uh, uh, creative work. We might be producing that in a different way with uh, technology. We may be uh, using AI editing tools to edit and then maybe even to volumize the content. So to do, you know, 10,000 versions of a, of a particular bit of creative. So we've uh, we've kind of personalized it to distribute it in very different ways, to use influencer networks with the group, a, a whole a whole host of things. So it, it really, uh, it's been fantastically exciting for us. It, it, it gives us some real um, muscle. And, it, you know, when we come again to gaming, we already have lots of tools that we can apply to, uh, you know, understanding fresh insights, you know, creating content, distributing content, building network, uh, building uh, communities and networks and, and, and all of those kind of things. So, um, yeah, there's great, great synergy with, with, with gaming. And certainly we're just seeing, we're just seeing a lot of demand at the moment where, uh, the exciting thing is, uh, our, um, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of, um, inbound, uh, significant interest from, from brands who have, you know, it's not a convince me uh, kind of uh, meeting. It's I, I've I've bought this now. What do I need to do? And, and, uh, so that that's why that's that's been really um, exciting. It's a good point. There there's a big difference between uh, entertaining meetings about gaming versus we need a gaming strategy. What can yeah. you do for us? Can you can you create that? Uh, so I know you got to go soon. I want to give you one final thing. Uh, to wrap up on, what is one thing you're particularly excited for when it comes to the future of marketing uh, via gaming? Gosh, I mean, ev- I mean everything. I, 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 it's so energetic just now. I think, I think the thing I'm most excited about is the crossover. It, it's brands who've gone. We've done very little in this space, and now we want to do something really big. This is going to be the key platform for engaging young people uh, or for engaging audiences. I think that's that that's kind of really important. So I, I'm super excited by, by that, and because we've you know the scale we've got and the access we've got and things like that, I know we're going to get some brilliant stuff. And um, you know uh, we've got a great team on that already. So uh, I'm super excited about that. But I'm also really interested just in the uh, how this continues to grow, how the aesthetic of gaming and the language of gaming and gaming engines and all of those things are going to come back out the other way and inform culture more generally. And rather than this kind of them and us, this sort of subculture type thing is to see uh, really in a way that... um, is really quite unprecedented is to see a whole new uh, mature vertical cultural category at scale uh, um, sort of emerge. I mean, maybe not since, you know, tell me what you think, but you go, you know, we've got film and music and obviously TV's evolved with um, on on demand and things like that. Social has been uh, uh, um, super, super exciting, but gaming is, is, is is really very different, but I think it, it's also going to become the same as everything else. So I, I'm 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 really excited about that and, and being able to strategically understand that uh, and to play back uh, that into culture is going to be super exciting as well. So so 
uh, yeah, don't don't ghettoize gaming, but to understand really, you know, the power of it, uh, I think that's going to be, you know, a very exciting uh, period going forward for the team. Absolutely. You bring up just sort of the, the creation of a new pillar and, uh, you know, I know I got to get you go here, but I, I feel like you could sort of separate it by decade into what really is the defining marketing trend of each decade. And the last decade was social media, like you mentioned, the decade before, probably uh, the growth of, of cable TV and just sort of the heyday of cable. Uh, before that, the growth of sports sponsorships, the professionalization of the NBA along with uh, the Jordan Bulls. I'm not as familiar with football. I know I should be. Mm. I'm sorry to my foreign audiences. Uh, but that I, I kind of feel like there's a defining one and gaming is 100% the defining cultural moment, marketing moment of the next decade. You know, it starts a little bit, it's already clearly started here, uh, but over the next 10 years, every single brand, yeah. I think, will have some sort of gaming strategy. It, it, it's going, yeah, I, you know, I think you're going to see more just general gamification of things. You know, the crossover between gaming and education right. is a really kind of natural one where people learn things uh, um, through that. It will be interesting to see how distinct it, it, it remains. I don't mean, uh, uh, I mean from a, a kind of marketing perspective, because in a way, um, you know, it, it, it is. We're talking about interactive screen-based entertainment here, uh, um, and uh, it's just it, it's going to be interesting to see how the lines blend and blur between you know uh, um, uh, you know particularly I think on on-demand television maybe live-streamed uh, video experiences as well as they get more interactive. Those kind of things are going to going to merge and i think you know it's at the intersections uh of these things that it gets really exciting so uh i'm quite uh I, i'm really optimistic about that see new forms um emerge i mean maybe the reference is you know people in marketing people used to talk um you know 10 years ago about digital agencies now that feels yeah. a complete anomaly i mean everything is digital isn't it so I wonder with with gaming because it's so potent culturally that um, again, as you say, all these kind of things come together. But that would be very exciting. I think we could have an entire podcast just on the value of interactivity and the different opportunities for creativity with interactive platforms like Twitch <laughs> and YouTube and with interactive games and interactive partnerships. But I have to let you go. So this was Mark Boyd, founder of Gravity Road. Fantastic conversation. I really enjoyed it. If you want to learn more about Gravity Road and about Mark personally, you can visit his guest page right underneath this podcast. I'll also include some links to some of Gravity Road's uh, interesting work. You'll probably recognize uh, some of the cool partnerships you mentioned League of Legends and MasterCard. This is one of the leading creative creative agencies in this space doing some really cool work. Mark, thanks again for joining the show. Thanks, Mitch.